All right, we're back. It's Marks and Reese live at Baycare Ballpark in Clearwater, Florida. Phils and Orioles. And uh, joining us in the booth with us, Ike Reese is one of our favorites, one of the great all-time Phillies, Mr. Larry Bo. What's up, Bo? Oh, it's good to see you guys. I, I saw yesterday, I always checked the Philly weather and said, a uh, wind chill, 27. So <laughs> you guys are in the right place right now. Believe me. Yeah. It was yeah. cold yesterday. Feel fortunate yeah. being down here yeah. right now. Yep. Warm weather feels good. Um, all right. I, I, a lot of people juiced up about this team. You had Trey Turner to a team that last year, man, they were close to winning the World Series, Bo. Right. How you feeling about it? I love it. I love this team. I love the makeup of it. I like the energy in the clubhouse, Thompson and the, and the staff. Uh, they're working hard. You know, right now – you got uh, your big boys out. They're playing the World Baseball Classic. So you just got to hope everybody, uh, you know, stays healthy. The key is going to be our pitching. If, if we can stay healthy on the mound, we're going to score runs. You know, you got a guy like Turner, as you well know. He can do first, second, third, or fourth. I think right now, just talking with Tomps, his plans are to hit him first. That means whoever's hitting second, they're going to get some fastballs to hit because the, the stolen base uh, can happen at any moment with him. He can lead the game off with a homer, a single, a walk, a stolen base. He's an unbelievable offensive player, and he's going to add a lot to our lineup. Yeah, his style of play um, and the impact it has on the rest of the lineup, how it affects the pitcher on the mound. Um, what's that like to have a guy like that at the top of your lineup? Like it's unbelievable. You know, you, you hit it right on the head. You know, you said uh, how it affects it filters down. You know, he gets on first base. The next hitter gets some fastballs a hit. Pitcher concentrating on Turner, leaves a pitch over the middle of the plate. And if you have Schwarber, I don't know who's going to hit second right now. But say a guy like Schwarber, he gets one up in the zone, and it's two to nothing just like that. Uh, it affects the infielders when he's on first. They have to cheat a little bit more because of his speed. It affects the outfielders. On a base hit, they got to hurry. They look up a little bit. He's on third base. Speed, there's there's no slump in speed. Speed is consistent. And this guy, if you look at his numbers, I'm sure you guys have. He's a 300 hitter. Yeah. The thing I like about the guy, go check his games played every year. It's 155 or more, unless he's got a broken bone or something. He posts. And when you've got a guy like that that can post every day, you have no idea what it means for a manager and, and the rest of the ball club. You know he's going to be out there. Yeah. Now, now your, your good buddy, Charlie, wanted us to mess with you about your playing ability, right? But we know better than that. We know how how great of a player you were, especially over at that shortstop position. We talk about Trey Turner's impact on the lineup from an offensive standpoint. Right. Defensively, uh, having his caliber of defense out there behind the pitcher, I'm pretty sure that does a lot for the it, confidence. It, there's no question about it. And Bobby Dickerson, who I think is as good an infielder instructor as, as I've been around, he's helped him a lot. You know, if you look at the at the so-called feeling numbers, he's right in the middle. But I think working with Bobby, I think what happens with Trey, he's such a great athlete, is that he takes some ground balls like, oh, I got this, I got this. Instead of, you know, he loses his concentration a little bit. But he's a he's an unbelievable shortstop, and uh, I'm just glad we signed him. Yeah, I've heard him called a disruptor at the top of the lineup. Jimmy's rookie year when you had him, man, was he not a disruptor? He changed the, he changed the, the entire complexion of the team. There, there's a lot to compare, you know. I'm I'm a firm believer Jimmy should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean that, and maybe I'm a little prejudiced, but I look at his numbers and I look at a guy like Jeet, who I respect. Jimmy's right there, but they're they're sort of like the same player. Uh, 
Jimmy might be a little bit better defensively right now, but uh, Jimmy could hit home runs. Jimmy could steal bases. Uh, that's a great comparison between those two guys. Mm. And then you, you kind of you, you look at the team, and now Stott moves over to second base, and that's another player that he now looks up to as kind of a mentor. That a lot of the players have that same kind of we're going to grind you, we're going to outwork you, but we're also as talented as anybody that's out there, and that's a formula that wins, Larry. I think our lineup is as deep as anybody in the in the uh, in the East. There's no question about it. I think what people don't understand is going what they did the second half of the season. That adds a lot, man. That, that experience and the fact that every game mattered from about the All Star break on. I mean, if you take a look at it, if we don't have that extra playoff spot. We don't get in the playoffs. Right. But the fact that we did what we did the second half, that means a lot to these guys moving forward. Bone looks unbelievable right now. Uh, Stott, I thought Stott had a great year. People are going to look at his batting average. But you you take a look at how he works pitchers and that. And you got guys like Stott and Marsh down at the bottom of your lineup. And I don't know where Haas is going to hit. He could be down there, too. With this lineup so deep, uh, a pitcher can't breathe. He He can't relax with that lineup. So, Bohm, there's been talk that he's put on some muscle. I mean, like, we haven't seen the power. It hasn't translated from being drafted through the minors now in the, in the, in the majors. you think the power is coming No question. Him. I've seen him in spring training already. He's starting to look in certain counts, 2-0 and 3-1. and Looking center in, he gets the bat head out. I look for him 20-25. to 25. And the fact is, he, he don't like striking out, which I love. I love that attitude. And he's improved tremendously at third base. What's it going to be like for Topper this year? First year as a full manager. I think it's going to be easier for him. You know, he came in, he had to right the ship. Uh, and and then I think Joe was a good man. Nothing against Joe. It just seemed like the first half of the season we had a tough schedule, and sometimes things don't click. And when Tom came in, Tom's came in, everything fell into place. He's got a better feel for what to expect. They know what he's all about. Uh, you know, as he says, he's going to stay out of the way. But he, but he's he's being very humble about that. He does a great job communicating with everybody, whether you're a extra man or whether you're a a superstar. He has a way of communicating, and I think that's very important, especially during this era of, of baseball players. You got to talk to him every day, and he does a great job. Larry Boa joins us in the booth as the Phils have taken the lead. Larry, yeah, we, we uh, like I said, we can put up crooked numbers real quick. It's a potent lineup. It's actually what I was going to ask you. Uh, is this an opportunity for a younger player like Stott and and Bohm and these other guys to know that that the you know, the, the good players, the, the World Baseball Classic players, are away? It's their chance to kind of step up as leaders, yeah. as players, and as kind of the guys during this stretch. I agree, hundred percent. You know, they're not in the lineup. There's no there's no crutches there. They got to supply the juice today and uh, uh, for the next what two weeks probably. Because I think, you know, I think the USA, I don't know if they're going to win it, but I think they're going to go deep. Uh, I would be concerned about their pitching in the, in the Classic because most general managers, they don't want their pitchers going right. deep. Right, right. I wouldn't. But I watched Japan and uh, uh, Dominican. They got some arms, man. We, we got a good lineup, but it's going to be hard to win 9-8 to eight every game. You know, I think that first round, we're going to, there's not going to be an issue, but once you get past the first round. Right. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you, you talked about pitching. Uh, Nola, man, he's he's thrown a lot of innings. He's taking the ball every five days for the most part. I don't know if he ran out of gas a little bit there at the end. Wheeler, same thing. I mean, really since the Phillies have signed him, he's been, other than the end of last year, 
Uh, you mentioned concerns with starting pitching. Um, is it those two? Is it outside of that? I, I'm not concerned about it. I just want him to stay healthy, you know, right. the whole year. Cause, and, and, and Ranger Suarez, he's Man. outstanding. And Walker, I mean, you got him in a four slot. That's pretty good. But uh, I, I am not at all, at all concerned about Nola. This guy, go check his numbers the last five years, where he ranks in innings pitch, strikeouts, fewest walks. He posts up, stays off the I.L. And I know he hasn't signed a contract, and I'm not promoting or anything, but I would like to see him hooked up here for maybe the rest of his career. But that's not my area. It seems and, like uh, that there's talk that, that that's well, something I hope that so. could happen. Because yep. uh, yeah. he's a great person. He competes at a high level. Uh, you know, he's one of those guys when you have a clubhouse meeting – and he's pitching against you, so you better get him early because once he locks in, you're not going to get him. Right. Should be a fun year with this division, right? <laughs> it's going to be, as you well know, it's, it's going to be a three-horse three, three horse race. Yeah. And I'm not slighting anybody. I'll take our lineup over the other, the Atlanta and the Mets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like our bullpen a lot better than the other two. I, If we don't get hurt, I, I'd be shocked if we didn't get as far as we did last year. I'm serious. If we can stay healthy. I watched Harp today. He was dry swinging. Uh, he didn't say anything to me. I didn't say anything to him. The, everyone's saying all-star break. I, I'm shaking my head no on that. I think it's going to be – this is me now. I think it's going to be <laughs> way before that. Yeah? I, that's me. That's my opinion. No one, right. no one Harp, no one how he likes to compete. Now, he might not be able to go to right field right away. But right. You get, yeah. him in that, get him in that batter's box, that's another big plus. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine – um, he looks at this lineup, looks at this ball club. He wants oh. to be out there and be oh. a part of that, too. <laughs> Without a doubt. And, you know, you put him two or three in that lineup. Yeah. <laughs> Man. All right, so we haven't even mentioned Nick Castellanos, who was a big addition last year, right? Like, a $100 million man and, you know, kind of a rough first season. What are you seeing out of him, and what do you think? Well, I try to explain to some people, especially in Philly, that got down on him real quick. You know, you, you when you sign a contract, and you come over to this city that's very competitive, and you've played in Cincinnati and Detroit where the expectations are very low. Now all of a sudden, people say, well, he had six weeks in spring training. The spring training doesn't mean anything. It's a very relaxed atmosphere. He's got a chance to play with his play, uh, the, his teammates for a whole year. He knows what the city's all about. He knows what the fans are all about. He put a lot of pressure on himself. There's no doubt in my mind in the first half of the season. I expect big things out of this guy. And – all you got to do is check the back of his bubblegum card. Uh, you know what? People have off years, but people don't understand that when you transition from a team that nobody cares about and you're not expected to win, and now all of a sudden, hey, we're supposed to win here. And I, I think that had a little bit. He's probably never going to say that. I'm just going through my experiences watching guys when they come from organizations that the expectations are very low. Yeah. And you come into our city where the fan base is, hey, it's an avid fan base. They expect you to go out there and play. And I think he learned something last year. I really do. Mm. You, you talked about your experiences, and, and we're going to, on five decades of, of you knowing what the city's about and seeing guys come as a player, as a coach, as a manager now with what you're doing. Uh, Bryce Harper, uh, how impressed are you with everything from obviously on the field but also how he handles himself with everything else? I'm very impressed. I mean, you come over with that price tag. You're supposed to be the savior here. And he basically, he has been. I mean, this guy's done everything. He's come up with big home runs late in games. He's had tremendous second halves. He's been in, uh, he's got hit in the face. He's overcome that. Uh, 
he, I think he's going to feel a lot more relaxed knowing what's around him now. He doesn't have to do it himself. If he goes 0 for 14, I'm not saying he doesn't care, but we got other guys that can pick you up. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the definition of this team. We're not relying on one or two guys. we got one through nine in that lineup that can do damage. And that takes so much heat off guys, especially the guys that sign long-term contracts. They don't have to do it themselves. And and when you play this game relaxed and saying, okay, if I don't do it tonight, Schwab's going to do it or JT's going to do it. You, I mean, you go like I said, you go up and down that lineup. We got a whole lot of guys. Marsh, another guy that I think's going to got a high ceiling here. Uh, but that's why I, I, I'm very excited about this team this year. Mm-hmm. Last year on the show, you predicted World Series appearance. Uh, back this year, I, I'm saying barring injuries. I, I know we already got Harper down, but he's going to be back. Barring serious injuries, and I'm not talking about just going on the IL because that that happens. I'm talking about guys put breaking bones or something like that. I think we can get back there. I really do. Mm. And we're on a mission. What did you right. think? What did you think, Andrew Painter, based on what you saw before the injury? I saw him all last year. This guy's he's special. He's really special. And you know, whatever the injury is, I know that we, I've read everybody. It's, it's been. More or less kept quiet, whatever it is right now, whatever they're trying to get opinions. Uh, this guy you got to take care of. I, I don't care what it is. <laughs> he's special. He's, he's got number one stuff. I'm talking about number one stuff in the big leagues. And he's a tremendous kid. He's an unbelievable competitor. Uh, the ball comes out real easy at 98. You know, a lot of these guys throw 98. They're grunting and everything. This comes out nice and smooth. And hopefully it's not anything serious. But I think we as an organization have to really, really monitor this because this guy's a special – he's a special pitcher that comes along every now and then. Mm. Uh, all right, Larry, uh, last thing here, what everybody wants to know, how much money does Jalen Hurts make a year in his new contract <laughs> with the Eagles? 50? Man, I started around with a four. I'm, I'm, going put, I'm putting the five up there now. I'm watching these other guys sign with the four in front of him. I, I'm putting him with a five maybe. This kid, really. What I like about him – there were a lot of things he couldn't do, and he corrected everything. And he, you know, I love his attitude. I love the fact that he's a great leader. Uh, and maybe if he's listening, I'd like to take part of that cut that you're going to get there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? He he really is. He's he, well, he's smart enough not to listen. Oh, I know, to I know, I know. <laughs> he's a Larry Boa, John Vukovic type player. Where if his defense wasn't great, you guys would be hitting a thousand ground balls to him oh, after. Uh, after being you here could see this guy. The maturation process. It was unbelievable. And I really thought we we should have won that Super Bowl, but hey, you know what? You learn by some things, and and I liked his press conference saying, hey, you know they were the better team today. Th- this guy's very humble, and he's going to fit in very nice. And we're going to see him again. If he doesn't get hurt, we're going to see him a long time in that Eagle uniform. Mm-hmm. Larry, as always, thank you so much. All right, thank guys, you, my brother. All right, enjoy thank the good you. weather. Yes, sir. You okay, are the best. okay. There he is. LB. The great Larry Bawa joining us live in uh, in Clearwater. Mm-hmm. As Bryce Harper is going to join us coming up at 3 o'clock, our world winner interview with him. And uh, and I, I would say it's safe to say with Bryce that he's approaching – I mean, we know that he's going to have success from here. We don't know the level of team success. Um, you know, he's he's a great player, so he's going to have personal success as far as, as that. But, I mean, really last year it felt like that – this was like wow, like this is his town now, right? Like this is this is Bryce Harper's town, and Jalen's right there with them, mm-hmm. and Joel Embiid we know is the superstar, oh, yeah. but oh, yeah. like Bryce is the 
Bryce is a star among stars. I mean, he really is. He's the that one. He's kind of a, a, a once in a, a generation type talent, and he's right here in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and he's in his prime right now. And it's um, it's awesome to have him. Last year was great. Last year was unbelievably great to have him here. And was somewhat of a child prodigy. I mean, listen, he he was better than most um, high school ball players, and the fact that. He almost really wanted to get straight out of high school to the majors. You know what I mean? Like, it, well, he left high school early. That's what I'm saying. Got his yeah. GED so he could go get signed or whatever. Who does that? Child prodigies. Yeah, you're who, right. Who, who, who the hell leaves high school early? I did that. It wasn't for a damn uh, to become a <laughs> baseball star. I left early because I didn't like being in school. Me too. <laughs> That's why we redshirted. Yeah, so my goodness, No, man. but when you look at guys like that, like Braun – his high school games were yeah. are, were featured on ESPN when well, he was in the, high school. The, Tiger's the biggest child prodigy, and LeBron is right behind him. Yep. LeBron is right, right behind, behind him. When yeah. you talk about child prodigy. Then, I mean, listen, Bryce covers Sports Illustrated at 18, and like you said, the way he did it, leaving school early in high school to get his GED so he can start – such a smart guy, so he could start his his the clock, the, the free clock, agency yes, clock, yes, on the free agency, and it worked. It worked out exactly the way he planned for it, which to. is odd. Which is it is man. If, if that doesn't always happen like that, like like Griffey Junior. Prodigy, mm-hmm. he got drafted, pretty much played right away, and was a star right off the bat. Right, yep. that, that was and, and for Bryce, it wasn't always easy along the way. Right, like yeah, he had some rough spots early because probably veterans didn't like him. Pavelbon. Right. Papple poopy. Yeah. Right. Not with a great organization in, yeah. in the Nationals. Mm-hmm. And just, like, trying to live up to being Bryce Harper. That's that has been on the, Yeah, that, that yeah. guy. And even, even the, the successes that he had, which were real success, he won an MVP, still you end up having to leave and then coming to a new team, and it's actually worked out where it's not often that you make a signing like that that's that big and it actually works out, and you're almost like, wow, I'm blown away. It's even better than I thought it It's even better than I thought it was going to be with Bryce Harper. Yeah. I mean, listen, they were in the World Series last year. so um, we, With him being the major reason. With him being yeah. the major reason. And that's, and that's that's really is the cool part about it is that, yeah, he didn't get carried uh, to the World Series. He, he was a part of it, and I know he missed a large portion of the season. Uh, but there's never been any doubt about who's the driving force uh, on this baseball team and who all the pressure sort of lies upon, and it's on him. And he embraces it, he takes it, and uh, he puts it on himself, uh, the expectations. And so, you know, you and we, we're in a good position. We just got to get the big fella over there at the Wells Fargo Center to, to get that DNA in him because Jalen has the DNA in him. It's in Absolutely. him. Absolutely. He has it in him. Uh, so you feel like with that in Jalen – you're going to be able to keep the team in the right frame of mind as far as what they're striving to do, as opposed to it being a team that, you know, they 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 lack direction, they lack leadership, you know, the championship DNA, that sort of stuff. I think with Jalen there, uh, your best player having that, it sets the tone for everyone else, and that's what Bryce does. Joel Embiid is more – an individual tone setter as far as making sure he's good to go. He has to know how to press those buttons amongst his teammates and push them and make that championship the number one driving force in his life. It, it seems like it's starting to get there. I agree with you. It's starting to get there. But like we, we're in a good position as fans 
uh, in this town. I ain't even mentioned the union. We're in a good position as fans in this town with, with, with our sports teams and, more importantly, our, our sports stars, the stars of those teams. When have we had this kind of star power? It's been in, what? In, I mean, you got to go back to the Do- 80s, right? To yeah. Doc. Yeah. Doc and Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Well, and, yeah, when we had when, – when I was playing – you know, AI was really the only star on the six. Although, I mean, listen, Matumbo was there, um, but the Phillies weren't very good at that time. No, uh, we had Lindros was here during that time. Lindros. So you had Lindros. Donovan was a big star. Chunky Soups. I know everybody forgets about all He's that, but he was star. doing national commercials and everything. He had a Reebok shoe cover of uh, Madden. Like Donovan was probably probably him. He had, and, a, I mean, he had a two three year period yeah. where he was all over. Now AI was uh, out of this. Stratosphere. Well, he was type a, of he star. was a he was a universal <laughs> yes, a international damn. star icon. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, no, he was a cultural phenomenon. He was. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, really, like anything pales in comparison to Alan uh, Iverson. Never seen anything like it, brother. No, never, and, and especially to where you feed into it. Yep. In other words, like when I was in Atlanta for those two years, Mike was that big. Yes, he was. Mike didn't feed into it though. He he didn't. AI was like a was like a rock. Star. Yes, AI was like a rock star or a movie star. Yeah, I could be in a in a spot and you don't even know Vic is in there. Like, and you knew when Iverson what? was in the place. You t- you you talk about first of all that Bentley is sitting in the middle of the street in front of the club. That's how you know he's there's there. thirty people with him. <laughs> I couldn't get to that velvet rope fast enough. Right. Yeah, you never actually saw because I I would have been on Delaware Avenue or, or wherever. You never actually see. I was fortunate enough to to see him close up. You rubbed rubbed elbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, You were an elbow rubber. Well, you were trying to rub Bryce's elbow earlier. Yeah. That was my accident. I was going to stay away from that elbow, man. (laughs) So, Jack, why are people being so mean to us for the picture? Well, there's a lot of fanboy talk. Well, I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. We 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 are. <laughs> what, 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 what do you want? We're supposed to be objective. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, Bryce, are you ever gonna get back to the World Series, and are you gonna be ever be healthy again? Yeah, we're not. We're we're not Todd Zalecki. Who doesn't ask questions like that? But we're no. not respected journalists. No, you kidding me, man? Well, Bryce, a friend of the show. Exactly yeah. right. We treat our friends well. <laughs> Which. That's, that's, we will discuss coming up as Bryce Harper joins us coming up next. Right after this, we are live at Bay Care Ballpark, Clearwater, Florida. Phils are up on the Orioles. We'll have uh, Bryce Harper in our interview with him, which is excellent. You don't want to miss it. That's coming up next. Uh, Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, let's talk about Dr. Glad for a second because you know – when uh, when I talk about hair loss and uh, man, like I wish I could, uh, wish I wish wish I had my hair back. Wish my hair was fuller and thicker, right? See, the good thing is that you can shave your head, and it's a good look, right? Like I mean, twenty, thirty years ago, you didn't shave your head; you left it like, the, you know, like the Phil Martelli hair on the side or whatever. You don't do that anymore. You shave it down close, and it looks okay, right? Um, but what if you want your hair back? What if you don't want to shave your head? What if you're just starting to go bald? What if you're actually bald, but you say, hey? I hear John Marks talking about Dr. Glatt hair restoration procedure. Maybe I should check it out. You should check it out. You should. At least give uh, the office a call. At least go to the website, drglatt.com, D-R-G-L-A-T.com, and see before and after pictures, including mine, and um, see everything they have to offer for hair loss because it really is. It's amazing. Like if, if I just asked the question to you out there, I said, if you'd like, like, 
if, if I could give you a relatively simple method to get your hair back, would you do it? And if you said yes, then that's what Dr. Glatt and his team does. Most experience, most success when it comes to hair restoration in Philadelphia. Call his office today, 610-980-4000. 610-980-4000 or the website, drglatt.com, D-R-G-L-A-T.com. 